From the Department of Surgery at the University of Wisconsin, welcome to The Surgery Set, a podcast that explores the field's latest innovations with the pioneers at its cutting edge. I'm your host, Jonathan Kohler, an assistant professor in pediatric surgery here in Madison, home of the Badgers. Thank you for joining us. Hi, everyone. A quick piece of news before we start. This is my last episode of The Surgery Set. After five great years at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, my family and I are setting out on a new adventure. I'll be a pediatric surgeon and the new pediatric trauma medical director at the University of California in Davis. It's an exciting move, but I will miss this podcast. It's been a real joy to share the stories of surgeons and surgery with you over the past 110 episodes. Thanks for coming along. The good news is that the podcast will continue, and with a great new host. Well, not so new. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you're sure to have heard Josh Mesrich here before. He was our first guest on our first episode, and he's been back at least twice since. Josh is a transplant surgeon here at UW, as well as a noted author whose book, When Death Becomes Life, tells the story of transplant surgery in a way that assures me you're in good hands with this podcast. Josh's first episode is coming soon. Today, I want to introduce you to an old friend of mine, Dr. Benjamin Lemmelman. Ben is a plastic surgeon in Chicago who recently reached out to let me know about his newest project in these strange times. A crucible will either melt you or make you stronger, and there's no doubt that we're in a crucible right now as a country. But Ben has forged something wonderful in that time, a song he wrote for himself, for his children, and for a better future. I really believe that being creative is essential to happiness. Making this podcast has been an incredibly important creative outlet for me in this pandemic and before. As you'll hear, when faced with the hardest year of his life, Ben found or rediscovered music. But before we get to the interview, a quick reminder that even if you can't find the time to make a hit single, you can find time to vote. Please remember to register and to vote in person, early, by mail, whatever works, and bring a friend. We all need to create a better future. Now here's Ben. So Ben Lemmelman, I am so thrilled to have you here on uh, what is my last episode of The Surgery Set to tell the story of this incredibly inspirational work that you've done under really trying circumstances, uh, sort of pandemic plus. This has been a hard time for all of us, but you have taken some hard times and turned them into something so creative and so inspiring. So I just couldn't be happier to have you on the podcast for your last, uh, for my last episode. And it also seems fitting because I think actually when I left the University of Chicago, uh, you were one of the last faces I saw walking out the door after fellowship. And now to be uh, to see seeing you again as I depart for my next job is uh, somehow a full circle. Well, I'm really honored to be a part of this. And I remember you from the university very fondly. And this is just an amazing opportunity. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Catch us up. Last time I saw you, you were a resident at the University of Chicago. Briefly, uh, how, how, how have the last five years been for you? Okay. Yeah. Residency is an incredible experience. It's a trying experience. And luckily, I had people around me to help me through. So I, I finished six years of integrated plastic surgery residency at University of Chicago, and I did a craniofacial and pediatric plastic surgery fellowship at Nationwide Children's Hospital affiliated with The Ohio State University, uh, where I focused on children, cleft lip and palate, and other 
cranial defects and cranial differences in children. And then I came back to Chicago to be with my family. And I am now in private practice, uh, helping do cancer reconstruction and head to toe adults and children aesthetics and reconstruction. And so I'm so happy to be in Chicago with my family. And this has been a crazy, crazy year for everybody. Yeah, let's zoom in on uh, the pandemic period, because, you know, in academic medicine, I think we've been impacted by the pandemic in some ways very dramatically, right? Like we're all scrounging around for N95s and we're busy and things are crazy with our call schedules. But I feel as though in many ways, we in academic surgery have been insulated from the worst effects, economic effects of the pandemic. But that's not so true in, in the private practice world, right? I mean, like, let's, let's zoom in on your pandemic experience. So like millions of Americans and people around the world, my role in society was deemed less crucial at the time of patients needing ventilators and getting admitted to ICUs and being shuffled into the emergency room. So there was a time in Illinois where stuff got shut down, even uh, routine cancer surgeries, as routine as that may be. So I actually was laid off for a good portion of the year and found myself at home spending more time with my family and thinking back on all the years at University of Chicago and before that, and where am I in this world? And what is my role in serving other people and helping make a change, basically? I feel as though it'd be so easy in that situation to think about everything you're, you've trained to do, right? The decades that have gone into teaching you how to do craniofacial reconstructions and cancer surgeries. And now you can't do that. And it would be so easy to like, just stare at the wall, waiting for someone to call and offer you a scalpel. But, but that's not what you did. Yeah. So I, I guess we just have to go back to the early part of the 20th century, where my great grandmother Rose <laughs> played the organ in the silent movie theaters. Wow. And, and so I have to picture her and picture the movies back then, and it blows my mind. But it makes sense when at the age of four, I could listen to a song and play the melody on the piano. I basically have always had music around me in my lifetime. I never met my great-grandmother, but I have something from her in my being. Right. And now looking back, whenever faced with some adversity, it's there for me to not fall back on, but just lean on to sort of lift me up. So looking back in, in high school and middle school, my whole life was soccer. I played soccer, soccer, soccer. It, it's like, it was like residency. You, you do it 24 hours a day. Hmm. And then, then I was injured in high school. And so I had two knee surgeries. And this is what ended up getting me into medicine in the first place. But while I was healing from the surgeries, I was in bed. And my brother got a keyboard for Hanukkah. And 
I took it from him being the older brother and I started what does, yeah. to play music oh and I formed a band, wrote love songs and that lifted me up and I eventually got back into soccer and I, nobody in my family does medicine. So the, my first day in undergrad, I walked across the street and said, how do I volunteer in the hospital? And they got me into the emergency room. And that was my first experience in, in medicine. So music has always sort of been in the background. And it, it's like, a, like your old best friend who you can ignore for a while and then always come back and sort of talk to them. And they don't really judge you. They're there to listen and they're there to lift you up. So flash forward to the pandemic and not knowing what it was doing, music came back into my life at that point. And so this year has been especially difficult. In January, my youngest daughter uh, was going in and out of the hospital getting a, a diagnosis of a chronic disease and there were days where I'd sit in my car and just break down because uh, the pain and suffering was too too much to think about this this kid who doesn't deserve it to think about this kid who I spent a year um away from doing training to think about her older sister, to think about my wife and everything was just too much, but we have to keep going and do the next right thing. And I did, I was there for her, for my family. And then the pandemic hit and it's like, then you get the, it's not just, the first hit with an illness in the family, then you get hit with, okay, the world is collapsing around you. And then I was home. So like, I don't want you to feel bad for me or have sympathy for me being laid off. I mean, the whole, there's millions and millions of people, but I share some experience with them, even though I, I've reached this point of, you know, being a, successful plastic surgeon, uh, an academic, um, a father, a husband. I, I, I'm so proud of those things, but I still, still this year, there was, this was a different year. Why is this year different than all other years? I don't think we'll know, but for whatever reason, it was the, the worst year of my life. And so sitting in the playroom with both of my daughters, playing with their blocks, I started to write a song on the ukulele. And it started just with feeling just overwhelmed with everything happening in the news and everything being uninformative and so contradictory when at first we're told don't wear masks and then we're told wear masks and then we're told don't get tested and then we're said yes, get tested. And so the inconsistencies in that was really, really on my mind. So I've started with the first line of the song and then got interrupted quickly by my daughter saying, uh, you know, I want the blanket. And she, at that point was, she was in speech therapy and was having difficulty speaking. So on the recording, I say blanket, please. As I play along to the ukulele, almost singing blanket, please. 
and you could hear her say it and we she gets the blanket and that's the end of the first first recording of the song mm. and from there it just turned into some anthem of hope frustration despair and back to hope i didn't see it at the time in march april may what music was doing for me that it was doing the same thing it had done for me back in high school but looking back that's that's what happened that's exactly what happened and i feel lucky that i had that chance to to overcome the year 2020 and it's not over and we're still fighting and people are still out of work and we are still marching and we're still fighting my daughter's disease and we'll make it through and that's in the bridge uh, of the song we have to make it through we're going to make it through and we got to get to 2022 wow just i mean what a crucible you know opportunity to 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 take that pressure and to turn it into something creative i think is so amazing and um and also you know to be able to channel all of this into something you know that has a message and a and the structure of a song i mean i've never successfully written a song written a lot of parody lyrics over the years but um to to really write a song to to have that structure to to give it form not just as a melody that you're singing to your kid in a crib but to something that is uh, available on iTunes and Spotify like what is that like how do you how do you take it from a ukulele in a bedroom to a single I have no idea it's actually magic because I look back and say how did it go from my pocket to Spotify it just blows my mind that we create and i say we cuz i work with a team and i always do whether in the operating room or in the hospital i've always worked in a team in even in soccer even in all my life we lift each other up and in music it's the same way it's it's amazing how things come together i uh, the pandemic hits everybody's watching frozen 2 we're all watching tiger king and It's the show Songland is is on at the time. So I'm I'm watching these shows and I'm I'm constantly listening to pop music to say okay, I hear the melody, I know what's going on, I know why this is catchy and I can do that, I think. And there's always that I think like I I say I could do that, but then have never done it. So maybe I can't. But with this opportunity being in this point in my life where finally I'm not rounding in the hospital at 5 in the morning I can slow down and think and process I sat down and watched every episode on the New York Times diary of a song whether it's Lil Tecca or Taylor Swift they all create beautiful music and how can I create beautiful music too. I think it goes from the ukulele to a series of processes of a message that I want to get across and then looking back it seems like it just came out of nowhere like a cloud. But I have a voice memo recording and this is the crazy thing about the pandemic and that's how the song came to be. It's the first time I was able to process something that I've been talking about a long time with medical students and trainees. I usually say that, you know, surgery training is or going into medicine 
is like going into the army. You don't really have a choice, except it's not because you're not risking your life. You have that element of, of sacrifice, but you don't have that element of somebody fearing for your life. And then the pandemic hit and my friends were in the hospital, in the ICUs, in the emergency rooms, coming home to their families, tripping down in the garage. And they had that element of their life at stake. And I had this conversation, I remember with my wife, who's also in medicine, just saying to her something very morbid and almost joking, but also scary that if I'm prone in the ICU on a ventilator, I want you to play the sounds of my children and show me videos. And that's all I could ever want. I have three days before I started writing this song, I have a voice memo of my daughter, my youngest daughter singing. And we're singing together, you are my sunshine. And I say, you are. And she says, shine, shine. And she uses SH at the beginning and the middle of the word sunshine. And the way she said it must have stuck with me in my being. And that came out in the chorus of my song. And everybody does that, whether you're a rock star, a pop star, a rap star, you, everybody samples. So I sampled nursery rhymes. I sampled everything that was around me in a playroom. I sampled everything that was around me in quarantine. There was actually a moment in the pandemic where I'm at home, not working. My wife is doing virtual visits with Zoom crashing or the patients not having the setup and the frustrations of that. And she's on a break and we're standing in a circle in my daughter's room, holding hands, singing Ring Around the Rosie. And I'm like, this could not be more bizarre. We're singing Ring Around the Rosie, pocket full of posy, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. This is written about this exact same time that happened hundreds of years ago. Yeah. And we're, we're laughing about it. We're, it's a fun thing. We're, we're falling down on the floor and my daughter says, again, again, again. Right. And so the chorus of my song, I think, comes from that playfulness that it should be, hopefully we are able to look back and learn and grow and we'll be here and we'll make it through and have some silly songs that come out of it like Ring Around the Rosie. So the the chorus, whenever I play the song for somebody, they're like, they think it's maybe a parody. They think I'm serious. They think it's playful. But the chorus talks about drinking Clorox and red wine. And so the Clorox is just the, the pocket full of posy. It's going to keep the COVID away. The red wine is, I was sitting on my couch and I said, Michelle, red wine or white wine? She goes, red wine. And that's how red wine came about. I mean, at the beginning of March, every couple, every person I knew was at home every night watching, looking outside at eight o'clock, cheering for the healthcare workers. But they also had something in their hands, whether it was a LaCroix or a beer that they liked or a Moscow mule. It yeah. was it was some drink that you were that you had in March that everybody had that. 
some touchstone. And And so that's where the, the chorus came from the sunshine from my daughter, the Clorox from our leadership and the red wine from just being in that time, looking out at 8 PM, cheering on the healthcare workers and, and knowing that in the apartments across the street, they're also having their drink and reflecting and thinking how, when is this going to end? And I don't know, but I'm, I'm predicting 2022 and confidently predicting that by uh, making a song about it. This all sounds so crazy. This yeah, all no, sounds, no, this is so this amazing. Sounds so, it sounds so cool. This no, it's, sounds so cool. It's like, I love that show. I think it's now a Netflix show, but it you know, started as a podcast song exploder where, where you go in and yes. you sort of break down the moments and you, and you realize that like, when I hear it, when I heard it for the first time, you know, I hear the lines and, but they, you know, they come quickly and it's like, you're trying to sort of get your head around it. And to realize that, you know, every word in this thing has a meaning and a broader scope. You know, I can't wait to go and listen to the song again because yeah. of that. So it's so cool. And it's, it's, it's so, so literary, right? I mean, it's so, it's so imbued with, deeper meanings and you know it's at once a nursery rhyme for our century's plague and a comment on the state of our response um for good and ill as a society and i think it's it's so cool thank you yeah i studied poetry actually in medical school i was part of the medical humanities pathway one of the first group of students you know to meet and take some time out of the memorizing and looking at something else. And poetry for me is just saying as much as you can. And this is, this is something that somebody else has said, but it's saying as much as you can in as little words as possible. And so when I write a song, that's, that's what I'm going for. And I am so excited to, to share it. And if nobody listens, that's okay, because I have healed and continuing to heal from this year. And this song is helping the healer heal inside me. And thank you to my beautiful, amazing superhero wife for allowing me to to do something crazy. Some people have hobbies, but this this was a little a little beyond a hobby and almost an obsessive thing where I needed to make this song and finish this project. And the song actually comes out tonight. So I have this feeling of, wow, maybe somebody will listen to it or maybe somebody will connect or maybe they'll get to the bridge and it'll hit them and say, wow, I feel that same thing. I'll just briefly say the, the bridge is, is the heart of the song and there's a change. There's a change and you'll hear it. Every, you, there's no way you can't hear it, but it starts out if we make it through with cabin fever or the customary flu. The cabin fever versus customary flu, those seem like the only real viable options. You either go completely stir crazy or hope that if you get this, that you just have the symptoms of something customary. We are all accustomed. And that word for me is seems more historic. And so we're thinking back to the plagues of the early 1900s and the Black Death and 
we've grown accustomed to those things. What we're dealing with now is not that. And so to draw that comparison and say, if we make it through with cabin fever or the customary flu, there's no stopping what we'll do in 2022. And that's, that's the crux of the song. And that's, that's the sentence, the poem that has helped me get to October of 2020. And I'm proud of that. And for other people, it may have been exercise or sport or reading or writing or uh, painting. But for me, it was this, this song. Yeah, for me, it was this podcast. And, uh, and I can't think of a better way to end uh, this podcast for me um, before it uh, turns over to another uh, great host than by going out with uh, 2022 by Dr. Ben Lemelman. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, my stage name, everybody has to have a stage name, is 12 Tracks X. And uh, the story behind that, I guess, maybe we'll uh, save for the next podcast. Sounds fantastic. Here it is, 2022. Enjoy. If I were stuck inside this room with anybody else but you, I would crawl into a hole, fill it up with soap to wash away the inconsistencies in everything I read. If I were stuck inside this room with anybody else but you I would board up every window with cotton tips and silicone To bang my head against them without a craniotomy If you'll always be my sunshine in this quarantine confine We can drink Clorox and red wine all we are is time, all we are is time, 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 time All we are is time, 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 time If I were stuck inside this room with anybody else but you I would jump to the fridge between the 
we are is time, 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 time. All we are is time, 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 time. All we are is time, 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 time. Yes, I'll always be your sunshine in this quarantine confine. We can drink Clorox and red wine. For all we are is time, all we are is time. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Invite your friends to listen in, and if you're feeling generous, please rate us on your favorite podcast app. It really makes a huge difference. Thanks. The Surgery Set is a production of the Department of Surgery at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. This episode was produced by J.P. Swenson and me, Jonathan Kohler. It was recorded by Chris Hansen and edited by J.P. Swenson. Our theme song is On Wisconsin, arranged and produced by Jamie Schmidt. Visit us at surgery.wisc.edu, where you can find links to Grand Rounds, free CME credits, and more. You can also check out the UW School of Medicine and Public Health video library for a wide range of medical education resources at videos.med.wisc.edu. Give our Facebook page a like and follow us on Twitter at Wisc Surgery. And I'm at J.E. Kohler, K-O-H-L-E-R. Please feel free to let us know how we're doing, rate and review us on your podcast app, and don't hesitate to let us know of any topics you'd like us to cover. Until next time, from all of us here at The Surgery Set, thank you for listening. On Wisconsin.